Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Greg. I'm a compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. Thank you all for having me at the meeting this morning. I'm happy to be here. I'm just going to show my pictures right away so that I can hide myself view because it's weird for me to share my story and look at myself. So these are some pictures that I have. I have very few pictures of me um, before I came into program. Uh, Someone, me and my brother. I want to say that my, my top weight was, my top known weight was about 190 pounds, but I think I was higher than that, but I'm not really sure. All right, those are my pictures. I'm gonna hide myself now. Bear with me one second. Okay. Yeah, so I came into program in 2006. You know, um, I have about, let's see, I wanna say 13 years of abstinence from sugar and all of my, my binge foods, 15 years free from purging. And I have a recommitted abstinence from compulsive overeating of about four years. Yeah, um, I had restarted my time about a little over four years ago because I gained about 20 pounds in recovery, not eating sugar, just eating my regular foods. And that just didn't feel like abstinence to me. So I restarted my time. Um, But I'll talk more about that later. But yeah, before I came into program, I mean, my life was really, you know, unmanageable. You know, I really, like, I think I had taken step one before I got here, like, you know, I was powerless over food and my life was unmanageable, but I didn't really have the words to, to articulate that. I just couldn't understand like why I couldn't control my eating, you know, and my compulsive overeating went back many, many years, but it got you know, really bad probably when I was in college. And that's when I began the cycle of restricting all day long. And then like, I would restrict, I wouldn't eat anything with fat in it. Everything would be light, low cal, fat free you know, tasteless, awful. And then I would come home from school or whether it was work and then just on the way home, stop at a bunch of different stores or restaurants, pick up my favorite binge foods, get home, sit in front of the TV, preferably watch something on Lifetime, maybe some Golden Girls, that was my favorite. And um, and just binge the entire evening. And then um, sometimes I would purge by by throwing up other times I would just run until I threw up. And, you know, that was my life for a, like a decade or so. That's probably when it was its worst. But um, I hated myself. I hated my body. I just thought that my life would be solved. My, all my problems would be solved if I just lost the weight. If I got to the perfect weight, everything would be okay. You know, I wouldn't have any problems. I would start being like successful in my job and I would have lots of friends and I would get a boyfriend and everything would be solved if just I had a flat stomach. And that was like my thinking for, you know, so many years. And, um, and there were times in my, in my disease when I did, and I was still miserable. You know, my top weight, like I mentioned, top known weight was about 190 pounds, but my lowest weight was 120 pounds. You know, and so I went really up and down. And, um, you know, when I was at 120 pounds, like it was, I was just as miserable as when I was at 190 pounds. 
you know, I was like, I was freezing cold all the time because, you know, I had like no body fat. Um, I was dizzy. I was just getting up, sitting down, always dizzy, always cold. I couldn't cross my legs, couldn't cross my ankles. It just hurt too bad. I couldn't like sleep in the fetal position because it hurt, you know, my bone, I would feel bone on bone. And, um, you know, and I still thought I was fat and I was still miserable, you know? So for me, it's like, the problem is not in my body. The problem is in, you know, it's in my head for sure. And, um, you know, I had tried so many different types of like, like, I really didn't try a lot of like the commercial diet programs. Like I grew up in a home where my mom and my aunt and my grandmother were all on these different commercial weight loss plans when I was growing up and I could see that none of them had worked for them. So I knew that none of them would work for me. So I always just tried, you know, eating balanced meals and I could do that for a while. I think the longest period of time I ever success with on like a diet was like three months and I had lost like 30 pounds and then I put it all right back on you know I would get to the the point where I'd be like well you know I, I've done this you know like look at me look how good I am I've done so well I deserve something and then I would go and get that and then it would just be on and then the diet would be gone and I would just be eating 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 and um, that was my, my cycle. Yeah. It was really insane. You know, and it got to a point where it was me by myself in my apartment, um, just with the food, food and TV. And that was my life. And, um, and I hated myself and I just wanted to die. You know, I had no relationship with a higher power with the exception of God, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. You know, please take me in my sleep. You know, and that was, yeah, that was my life. And, you know, coming into this program, I found like just through a miracle of happening to meet somebody and they mentioned that they were in a program for alcohol and what they did with alcohol sounded like what I had done with food. And so because I was like such a people pleaser, I ended up going into a program, but promptly left because, you know, we ended up breaking up. So like, why bother, right? You know, if I'm not going to please them and get the man, then I'm not going to do it. Um, and, but then it just got worse. You know, then I found myself one day, like eating out of the trash can. And I'm like, all right, Greg, this is, this is a whole new level for you. Let's, um, you need some help. You know, the entire time before I found a way, I just thought I was stupid. I thought I was weak. Like, I thought I was just out of control. Like, why can't I get it together? You know, um, and coming into program, like hearing about like the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind and hearing about like, oh yeah, once I start, I can't stop and I can't stop from starting. And I couldn't understand why I couldn't stay stopped, you know, and coming into the, the program and being like, wow, like I have a disease. I have a physical allergy. Like, I, when I eat certain foods, for me, there's like, it's the dessert foods, sugar-based, um, um, cheese products, any type of chip, um, things like that, or, you know, foods that just once I start eating them, I can't stop eating them. You know, and the big book is very clear on like, yeah, like if you stop doing those things, if you stop eating those foods you're allergic to, you know, you will stop having the cravings, you know, and, um, 
And, you know, and that was my experience over time for the most part that like I stopped eating those foods and I stopped wanting those foods as much, but the obsession of the mind was a different story, you know, um, like the obsession just being like, man, like I can know something, you know, I can know that like, wow, I'm allergic to this food. And once I start eating it, I can't stop. But with the obsession, it's like, even knowing that fact, I still think I can have it. You know, it tells me, like, even with all the evidence to the contrary, the obsession says, no, you can do this. Of course you can do this. You know, it's, um, it's just, it is cunning, baffling and powerful, you know, and the only thing that, like nothing else worked before I came into program. Like, I mean, there are dietary, there are programs out there, you know, commercial weight loss programs and there's different food plans and there are shots and pills and support groups and, you know, all these types of things. And I'm sure they work for people, you know, I'm sure they just don't work for me, you know, because I have a spiritual malady, you know, I have an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body. And just those things are just not gonna, not gonna do it. You know, I need to have a spiritual experience. Uh, and, um, you know, that's the only thing that really takes care of the obsession of the mind. And it just really talks about that in the big book and just kind of the urgency with, with we have to work the steps to have that spiritual, have that psychic change. So that way the obsession of the mind is kind of like dealt with. And I think like for me, you know, coming in, like really the last thing that I wanted to do was to work the steps and to get a sponsor, but everyone who had, or everyone who at the time, like I didn't have the language of like had what I wanted. I just knew like, I didn't want what I had. And there were these people who were doing things and had lives and were not overweight and were not hurting themselves with food. And I just wanted that, you know, I wanted that sanity in my life. And so I got a sponsor and I started working the steps and, you know, things started to change for me, you know? Um, and it was really kind of a, a miracle. You know, I still don't understand it. Sometimes I still look at my life. Oh, uh, thank you, Lori. I still look at like my life and I'll look over at my husband and I'll be like, I'm married. You know, like how the hell did this happen? Like I'm supposed to be dead, you know, like, but I'm not, you know, like this program has saved my life. And, you know, I've learned in this program, like, yeah, I don't eat the foods that don't work for me. You know, I work the steps, I work with others and things change. You know, and, um, you know, and it was slow, it was slow, but, you know, it really, it really did work. And so I got a sponsor, started working in steps. I got like my first semblance of a food plan, but really my first food plan was just an incredibly strict diet. And actually it was in this program where I hit my, my bottom around my anorexia. I, you know, I just restricted and restricted and restricted you know, in abstinence, you know, cause I really didn't even understand that restricting was a bad thing. You know, every time I would skip a meal and I would call my sponsor and be like, I skipped a meal. And he would say, that's not good. You know, that's not a good thing. You know, that's not, it's not supportive of your recovery. And I'd be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I literally thought he was insane. Cause like, look how good I did. And, um, yeah. And like, I, that's when I hit my lowest weight. And then I ended up going on like a six month binge. And then, 
you know, got abstinent after that. But after six months, six months of binging, getting on the scale and seeing what my weight was and seeing like, oh my God, like I've been binging for six months and I am still underweight. Like it was insane to me. Like I was that, I was that thin. And so like coming back from that, need, recognizing I needed some outside help. So I worked with a medical professional on a food plan that actually was, you know, sustainable for my body and got back into the steps, restarted at step one. And I got a new sponsor who had a different experience, strength and hope that I really did need at the time. And um, yeah. And then I, I started to, to recover and, you know, for the first time in my life, like I started to feel like good about myself, you know, and to not hurting myself with food and, you know, in the program, learning how to, to kind of develop friendships with people and um, relationships and to be able to show up. I couldn't show up for people before because I had eating to do, you know, I had intentions of showing up, but I couldn't because I needed to stay home and eat. Um, and like, I don't have to do that anymore. I can, you know, I don't cancel plans on people anymore because, you know, I've got, you know, a pound of whatever to eat, or I just ate a pound of whatever, and I feel too fat to leave the house, you know? And so like, I'm in like a healthy body, which is amazing to me at a mostly stable weight. I've had to make adjustments to my food plan during the pandemic because, you know, I've been so much less active that I started to gain some weight. And that was a real trip to be like following my food plan and to put on weight and then have to adjust it. Oh man, like I hate that. It always feels like I'm doing something wrong when I gain weight, but like, that's not the case, you know, just circumstances change and I have to do things differently sometimes. So I'm currently doing that and um, had to let go of a snack, which I did not want to do, but um, I did it with the help of my higher power, thank goodness. And that's another thing. I didn't have a higher power before program and like coming into programming and like hearing that, like all I had to do was be willing to believe that there was something greater than myself. I didn't have to understand what that higher power was. I didn't really have to, you know, have trust in it or faith in it. I just had to believe there was something greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. You know, and then as I worked the steps and saw that it actually like the program actually worked, I kind of developed that trust and faith in my higher power over time. But like, I just had to believe there was something out there, you know, that was greater than myself. You know, something that like, you know, I could make a decision to turn my will and my life over to. Um, and I thought that was the stupidest thing when I came into program, the third step. Um, and I was like, why would I want to do this? This is dumb. This is just making a decision. Like, I don't like, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. Like, but everyone who had what I wanted turned their will and their life over to their higher power, made that decision, and then executed it by taking the rest of the steps. So I was like, all right, well, what I'm doing certainly isn't working. So I will do it their way. You know, and it worked. And just letting go of like that need to control everything and letting go of the outcomes you know, um, has been, has been huge for me. You know, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm married now and, um, thank you. So that's five more minutes, right? Okay, great. So, um, you know, I'm in a relationship and my husband does, in my opinion, does a lot of things on like, that would not work for me food wise. You know, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm going to do keto. 
oh, now I'm going to do carnivore, you know, like all these different things. And I'm just like, you know what, none of this works for me. And like, I just have to turn over his health, what he does with food over to, to a higher power. You know, during this pandemic, I've had to turn over my so much to my higher power because I am not in control, you know, and I've just been like reminded constantly of like my powerlessness right now. Like I'm not only powerless over food, but I am powerless over whether or not people wear masks. I am powerless over like, you know, are people socially distancing? Are people going to get the vaccine? Like all these things I'm powerless over like whether my dogs actually listen to me when we go to the park, you know, just so many things. And I have to give them all to my higher power because I just can't control everything. When I try to control, I end up back into the food, you know, and I don't want to go there, you know? And so I, I was only five minutes left, so I'm going to try to like wrap it up, but I kind of feel like I've been all over the place this morning, but, um, you know, I think for me, like step one was really about like, like, okay, am I willing to do something different? You know, am Am I out of ideas? You know, I had a whole bunch of ideas, you know, and it was like, am I out of them? You know, I, I tried everything that I thought of, you know, and it didn't work. And so like, I came in, I was out of ideas, you know? And for me, like sometimes like my power was over food, it can be really hard to like, you know, like explain that or understand what that feels like. But sometimes I'm just like, yeah, there's nothing else. Like I am out of ideas. You know, I cannot control this. You know, I have tried and I cannot. So I need to you know, do something different, you know? And so step one for me, sometimes it's just really that, that simple. Um, you know, and so for me, what I do for my program today is I, you know, I go to meetings every day. I have a sponsor I have, um, I sponsor as well. Um, I make outreach calls, I read literature, I do writing. You know, I try to use all the tools, especially now, because I'm finding that, you know, like this well, last year with the pandemic and, you know, my father also had COVID. Uh, well, my father got COVID and passed away in April. My mom got COVID at the same time. Uh, a bunch of my family members got COVID in November. Fortunately, they've all recovered. Um, you know, so there was a lot of things this, over the past, you know, nine months that have been really challenging. And, you know, all I can do is show up and work my program, you know, and I found that like, like, you know, like, I felt like I have like a spiritual bank, you know, and I felt like I was depleting it, you know, with all the stuff that was happening. And I feel like over the past nine months, I've really had to like, get to the basics and try to connect with my higher power as much as possible so I don't end up in the food. Because, um, you know, it's my conscious contact with my higher power that's gonna, you know, keep me abstinent. And I have to maintain that. And so I've been really trying to do the, what I know works for me because I don't wanna lose my abstinence. I don't wanna be back in the food and trying to like grieve over my dad's passing you know, or the fact that like, I am like thousands of miles away from my family. And, um, you know, and there's nothing that I can do about right that now, because I'm just not willing to get on a plane and, and fly to New York. I live in Mexico, there in New York, you know, so I have to, you know, just continue to, to work it and to deal with 
what I'm feeling and also to practice a lot of acceptance. You know, this is the way it is. And, you know, my sponsor is always reminding me that acceptance doesn't mean I have to like it. I can feel sad about something and I can still accept it. You know, I feel sad that I didn't get to spend the holidays with my family and that like, you know, I haven't seen them at all since my dad passed. And, you know, and I feel sad that uh, I can't show up for my mom and be there with her. You know, she's by herself in that home that she lived with my dad for, you know, 40 years, you know, and there's nothing that I can do about that, you know, and I accept it, but I'm sad about it. So, you know, I'm grateful that program has given me these tools to kind of deal with life on life's terms. You know, um, my first sponsor said, you know, program, program gives you a life, not necessarily a good one, but it gives you a life. And I feel fortunate, thank you, that but this program has actually given me a really good life. And I'm really grateful for that. You know, it's beyond my wildest dreams. Like, you know, I'm alive, first of all, you know, and I've been going through this pandemic just like everybody else and I'm abstinent. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, and I get to live in, uh, I live in Mexico and I get to live here. And, you know, before I came into program, I had opportunities to come here from vacation. And I always said no, because I, I thought I was too fat. You know, I'll go once I have a six pack and, you know, like I still don't have a six pack, but I'm living here now, you know, and I can go to the beach and I can take my shirt off and I can love myself and I can not compare my body to everyone else out there. You know, like there's enough beauty for everybody just because you're thin or have a six pack doesn't mean that I'm not beautiful too, you know, or that there's just because like you may be smarter, you make, make more money doesn't have anything to do with me. Like I am still, you know, a person in recovery and I'm, I'm enough. And I'm just really grateful for this life that program has given me. And um, yeah, thank you all for letting me share. I look forward to hearing from y'all.